the more that you delve into systems, the more free time you're gonna have. And it's not free time, it's it's high value time. So that's uh, that's how I'm able to, with, with the kids and the wife, grow and sustain what we have. Everything's high value. You're listening to the Catching Clients podcast, where the smartest minds from the world of professional services and marketing come and share the strategies that they use to consistently attract and catch their ideal big fish clients so you can learn to do the same. So grab your gear and join me, Adam King, the captain at Think Like a Fish and creator of the client catching ecosystem, and let's go fishing. Hello, and welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. And you know how you're always told that you need to be working on your business, not in your business, but every time you do, you literally feel like screaming because you know, but you just can't find the time. Well, that's what my guest today helps you solve. I'm talking to Dean Soto, president of Freedom in Five Minutes. And Dean specializes in helping maxed out business owners 10x their capacity in 30 days by duplicating its biggest asset. And what do you think that is? Well, that asset is you. You see, Dean and his team of virtual system and process architects, they're masters at automating businesses by looking at what you're doing right now, documenting it step by step, and then implementing it. So you never have to do it again. And that means your entire business is system and process driven. Every single one of your staff knows exactly what to do, and it actually gets done. And the cool part of it, it all starts with a simple five-minute video. Essentially, Dean and his team, they, they give you the freedom to grow your business and use your free time in ways that you never thought possible. And as a, as a father with seven kids, yes, seven, he's pretty much had to figure this out just to say same. So I have a feeling this conversation is going to open your eyes to opportunities you never really thought possible. So I'm delighted to say, Dean, welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. <laughs> Thanks so much, Adam. That was, uh, that was an amazing uh, intro actually. <laughs> well, I've, the, the thing that I've always found amazing about you, Dean, is, is yeah, seven kids and you're still sane. And, and that <laughs> must have a lot to do with what you do and the systems that you operate and, and how you've had to really use that in your own business, in your own life to just to get by. Do you want to tell us a bit more about sort of your journey and how you've got to this place? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, I have seven kids uh, and I started my business about it almost a decade ago, so 2009, started off as an IT business, just literally because my my wife, so we were both working for a big aerospace company and my uh, my wife wanted to stay at home with, our, with two of our kids. I was like, I guess I better figure that out then. I, I, I had to go about doing that. So I started a side business, started fixing up computers for people and realized very quickly that when you're doing things by yourself, and you're doing things in a way where you're the kind of the bottleneck, you're going to be spending a lot of time. So I went from 40 hours a week working full time at my aerospace job to about 60 to 80 hours a week, uh, just simply trying to have a, a business on the side that would support my family. So move from that to creating websites and and finding any way that I possibly could to kind of get myself out of the bottleneck, out of being a bottleneck. And then I discovered outsourcing. And long and the short is with that, there was a big problem that I would always have was I would find someone, I'd hire them, I'd spend three to six months training them. And then I realized this is not gonna work out, this sucks. And it would happen nine, time, nine times out of 10. And I'd find that one person where it worked out and I'm like, oh, this is great. 
but then they would maybe had to move on to something else or they you know a couple of years later they they wanted to find a new new job just like we we would and so then i have to go through that process over and over again and i'm like this sucks and so i needed a way to have it to where I could bring someone on, whoever it was, and have them very quickly get into the job, almost like a McDonald's or almost any type of business you see where something's delivered and fulfilled fast. And so I figured out that I can do that, have them create the documentation, and all I would have to do is create the videos. They would document what I just created for them. And if they left, someone else could come in and take over right away exactly from where they're at. So... So yeah, I mean, outsourcing is not the only thing that that applies to. That can apply to pretty much anyone that is looking to grow a team to hire, even if it's local. Do you find that a lot of people have that misconception that by outsourcing either overseas or simply not in the same office, where you can't Mm. literally look over their shoulder and check everything you do, do is that something that you find people have hangups around or misconceptions around? And what do you say to that? Yeah, so... Outsourcing has become so so popular over the last decade or so. Obviously, four-hour work week and other things that are out there that talk about it and make it into this really really sexy thing. So you have these people on one side who are like, "Oh, I just need I need to outsource. I need to outsource all my stuff," and they think that they can just find that person who can do search engine optimization or social media marketing or whatever. Tell them what they want, and boom, it's done. It's completely unrealistic because you couldn't even do that with somebody in office that you that you hire it's just not going to happen the uh, on the flip side you have people who are afraid of outsourcing seeing it as well i don't have control over this person i can't see them i can't touch them and so on and those people they have this kind of control issue where they feel like they have to be in a room with somebody and what really the crux of the issue for both of those are is not having clear documented systems. When you don't have clear documented systems, no matter who you're working with, you are going to fall into the trap of not being able to utilize that person to their to the best of their ability. And so whether you're trying to outsource because you're, you're lack of a better word, you're trying to be lazy and pawn off something that that really you need to develop a strategy for, or you are afraid of outsourcing because it's it's something that you you feel like you're not there seeing and over looking over someone's shoulder. The biggest crux of the issue is systems, documented systems, but then documented systems take a long time to do. So that's what I find most when I'm talking with people. I have this struggle too. I mean, I talk systems and process and, you know, it's all about consistency and the value of consistency that in order to get a more predictable outcome that you need to have consistent, almost standard inputs into your system in order to be able to monitor the parts of the system and and leverage the the bits that have the highest potential for leverage. And, And I just talk about the marketing and the sales side of things. But what you're really talking about is the entire business. So could you paint a picture of what it does for a business and how things are so much different when you have these systems in place? Why should somebody be so obsessed with systems the way that the two of us are really? And, and how do things look different as a result? That's a, that's a really, really good question. Because when I talk with people, systems are not sexy at all. Nobody, especially documented systems, <laughs> it's, uh, nobody likes sitting there writing a document. 
and hence why I created what I created, where you can do it with a video, the five minute video, and then it gets documented for you. The thing that I run into with a lot of people who come in for discovery calls or whatever, or I'm just talking from one entrepreneur to another, is that they feel like these systems are going are are just going to create robots, right? So, for example, like with with marketing, if I have this cold email outreach, which is one of the ways that I get people onto my podcast and and people into my sales funnel and so on, it's a very systematic way of doing stuff. So the system and uh, the process is going to get a list from LinkedIn that I got from LinkedIn. They're going to go check out the person's website. They're going to say these things. They're going to check out these places first on the website, and they're going to create these kind of custom custom emails. It's very robotic from the if you were to just look at the system. But what you'll find is that it gives a sense of security to the person that they're going to do a good job. You know it's always going to be done a certain way. And this, it actually creates the complete opposite of having an automaton in your business, a robot in your business, because they start understanding, they feel comfortable enough, they start understanding the why behind what you're doing so that they, they know when a process eventually is not working or they know your intent when you're creating a process. And I've had numerous times where my core team have said, you know, hey, I, I know what you're doing here, but I don't think it's going to work. Can we do this? That would not have happened if they didn't understand the, the original process or the original system. So a system, they, literally you are over time without having to do one-on-one training, spending your valuable hours training this person, you're literally training somebody en masse to understand everything about your business. And that, that leads to a number of benefits that I can just think of. And that is, you know, it's a bit like um, pilots. They go through a checklist in order to fly a plane. It's, it's the same sort of thing. And yep. yes, you have to be trained at a high level to be a pilot, but don't have to necessarily be trained at a high level to work at a McDonald's or mm. a Domino's pizza. Their franchise business is based on systems. And there's a reason why franchises are expensive to buy into. It's yep. because it's a proven system that you can literally plug into a location you can get a previously unmotivated 15-year-old kid to come in and work your business. That doesn't cost uh, you know, an arm and a leg. And I'm not saying that you would suddenly bring in you know, a completely sort of unqualified person to run or work in a business, but it doesn't then necessarily mean that you have to go, to use the American phrase, Ivy League. It means that you can free up so much of your business or and never have to worry about, well, where am I going to get someone to fill this role? Because I've just lost a person and with that person, I've lost everything that they know. It's, it's, it's that whole freedom thing. It, it gives you the freedom to grow, focus on other things, work on your business. Because if it's just you doing things, if you can take out 40 hours a week and give it to somebody else. Just think what you could do with those 40 hours. And that's why I think, that's why I love systems. And that's why when we first connected and I saw what you do, I just thought that is, that is amazing. <laughs> give us an example of how you do it. This is, this is a thing about you, Dean, that I think is completely unique in the way that you do it. And it's, it's the five minute video. So I don't want to take 100% full credit because everything that I, that I had has been built on shoulder of giants. Um, I learned a lot of this from a guy named Gonzalo Paternoster, super, super amazing systems guy. 
I got into systems from a friend of mine. He was selling on Amazon, selling the, uh, a whole bunch of things on Amazon. And he got, he had read this book called Work the System. He said, you have to read it. You have, you have to read this thing. And I, I had no idea about system. I knew, I knew I was spending way too much time training. I had just trained someone, quote unquote, trained someone on my dropshipping business at the, at the time. And I spent about three months training this person one-on-one and they left. They left because she's like, oh yeah, I just don't think this is, this is gonna be, it's not gonna work out for me. It's very uh, intense and yada, yada. And I was like, so, mm. I, I, I was mad. I was like, this sucks. And so I read, the, read that book and, I, was, and I, I realized what systems are and why you needed to have documented systems. So I started documenting everything that I was doing. I was spending eight hours a day documenting step-by-step everything that I was doing. And it was awesome. Like it sucked doing it, but it was awesome because I was having people run my podcast for me. I had, I, I was paying this one guy named Josh to literally run my, my uh, podcast at the time. And it was awesome, but I, things would change and I'd be the one documenting it sucked. So I knew there was a better way. And uh, Gonzalo had been telling me and, and, and I had uh, been working with him, actually paid him as well to learn how to use video instead. And so essentially, long and the short is, I hop on a Jing or Snagit or uh, my, my iPhone, give it to my guys, and they already know the process of creating a documented system in process. Literally, freedom in five minutes, I had that entire business created, systemized, step-by-step in about an hour, hour and a half worth of video. And that's including billing, that's including reach out to and onboarding customers, how to, how, how to uh, uh, cancel orders, uh, how to upgrade orders, how to do all of this stuff that if I go and look at the process, it's probably like 40 different documents at 30 pages each. All of that was done in an hour, hour and a half with a video, which that would have taken weeks, if not months to create. So you've, li- you've literally sort of recorded yourself going through a task yep. and then you've given it to someone who you have trained in the system to create the system. So you kind of Correct. like got a bunch of people that are trained creating systems to create systems. I mean, that's kind of like weird matrix stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's, 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 it's interesting because not everyone can do this. You can't just necessarily shoot a video and then find someone on Fiverr and say, right, go and process and document that for me, can you? Um, not that I know of. Uh, I've tried in the past. The, the thing is that everyone has their different way of documenting. So for me, I, I wanted it to be visual. So I wanted a picture for every, everything that was going on. I wanted it to be where it's pointing to, hey, if it says click this button, I want the picture to actually have an arrow that says this button. I wanted things to be bolded when it was like, it was an action. I wanted things to be italicized when they should be italicized. I wanted it to look a specific way so that there was no mistake at all about what needed to be done. To have that, you're not gonna get that at a fiber. You're not gonna get that in Upwork. Without you having developed the system, because what happens is we train people as we're actually recruiting them as well. And even before they're hired, they're being trained 
So before they're even hired, we know right away, like we have a basically six tier hiring process. We know like every single tier cuts out about 50 to 70% of people. If they do not do it perfectly, they're out. And so we'll go through 100, 200 people that find one or two good people. And, and that's before you even have a conversation with anyone. That's before you have any conversation with anyone. That's and like just, before. I, I just think, how, well, first of all, how much time that saves, going through 100 to 200 applicants for a role. And yeah. second, how much money that could save through recruitment firms or anything if you simply have this as a, a, something that you use and you can use the same sites that a lot of recruitment agents use and all that. Yeah, and that's all done from this five minute video concept. It's interesting because the system itself was created from a five minute video system. And so when my guys are the ones who are recruiting, I haven't recruited somebody in the last like two years. They, they've actually gone through and updated the system. They, two, you know, a year ago, we only had, it was like a four tier hiring system. And then my guys knew the process so well and they knew where things were breaking down or where things could be improved. It, it goes along with that whole robotic thing where people think, oh, you're gonna get robots. Well, my, my general manager was like, you know, if we added this thing, it would, it would keep people from, from, we would know exactly how they work. So like they, they even, one of the tiers is where they, they actually work for us prior to even being hired. So we pay them to work for us so we can see how they actually work because it's great on paper, it's great if they pass a test, it's great on the results, but, it, but how they actually communicate and work, my guys wanted to be able to do that. And from there, like our quality skyrocketed, but that wasn't my idea. That was actually their idea because they had been doing the process for so long. Yeah, it is, it is a bit matrix in the system evolves into itself. And I think that the trouble that a lot of people have when they hear systems, they think robotic, but actually what you've said there is, the system still includes people. Mm -hmm. So it's not 100% robotic. You want to automate the things that are repetitive and take up time, but it's not necessarily to replace the human element, it's to enhance it. It's to yeah. you know, enhance it, to make sure that you don't forget things, to make sure that something doesn't fall through the cracks. Because if you didn't have a system or some form of automation that was following up with someone after they'd inquired or they become a client and they're expecting something and you didn't put this in place and you didn't give it to them, they're going to be upset. They're going to yeah. be like, hang on, where's my stuff? Where's my thing? And yeah. what I love about what you do is, is you kind of enhance the human element, but you also remove the human error yeah. potential. And I, and I think that that is something that has so many, so many avenues for use and benefit in so many, especially service businesses. I mean, just think if you're, if you're an accountant, an advisor, a lawyer or anything like that, and you've got an onboarding sequence for clients, just think how you could systemize that to make sure that A, they feel amazing and they feel looked after, but B, you get everything that you want on time. It's all right. So you're not having to do the back and forth all the time and all the rest of it. And just think how much time that would save either you or your staff. Oh, it's right. huge. So, I mean, I think that's just one use case. And I, or, and I can just think of so many use cases for every single business to, to, to use something like this. And it's nothing else to have a conversation with you, Dean, because I think it's, there's so many things you can uh, you can use and apply this for and and the way i know your mind works you you'll be able to see that just by having a conversation with someone and saying well where are you struggling and all that kind of thing and i think it's fantastic but what i want to do is i want to take a quick break 
And then I want to come back and ask you a little bit about how, how you attract your own clients for your business and what you've done in the past that's worked really well. We'll be right back in a minute. Hey, this is Adam, and I just want to say thanks for listening, and I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Client Catching Podcast. Now, as the entire goal of this is to help you learn how to attract and catch more clients, I've put together a page as a special thank you for being a listener to the show. On this page, you're going to find a ton of resources from some of my best trainings that I've put out there. Uh, You'll be able to get a copy of my book, How to Employ a Half a Million Pound a Year Marketing Department Without Hiring a Single Full-Time Member of Staff. You'll be able to see how to join the Catching Clients Facebook community, and you'll also be able to register onto my masterclass, Less Selling More Clients. Now, on this masterclass, you will learn how to build your very own client catching ecosystem. And that's an ecosystem that removes you from up to 90% of your marketing and sales process, instantly boosts your authority, while at the same time increases the quality of leads, appointments, and clients that you attract and catch. And that's all without spending a penny on advertising and we're adding more hours to your week. So if you want to go and see what's on that page, you can go to www.thinklikeafish.co.uk slash podcast gift. So thanks again for listening. And now let's get back to the show. Dean, we've covered around a, a, a number of things around how you can use systems to do so many different things in your business. But I want to specifically ask you about some of the things that you've done either with systems or without systems to attract the kind of clients that you now work with to your business and and what's worked really well for you. Yeah. So um, there's two things. One is a new system that's actually grown. Uh, It's it's actually worked really well. I had two podcast interviews yesterday. I have one tomorrow and basically what, what that system is, utilizing cold outreach, cold email outreach. So uh, there's a guy by the name of um, Alex Berman who te- taught, taught, teaches how to use cold email outreach. When I first saw what he was doing, I was like, there's no way this is gonna work, this is stupid. Nobody does cold email outreach. And then I saw what he was doing and I, and I saw the system that he was do- using and I'm like, oh, that's pretty damn cool. And this is free on YouTube. And it was just, it was a cool little thing. So I, I kind of enhanced it. What we do is it's exactly what you said about the automated systems and then you have the human systems and how you use the automated systems to actually enhance what the humans are. So I use a tool, I use LinkedIn Lead Navigator and a tool called Ducks Soup. And what it allows you to do is scrape LinkedIn Navigator, goes, goes to, 500 profiles a day you can pick who you actually want it could be a ceo a ceo of all companies in your local area whatever industry and so on and so forth so i have it scrape all of that into an excel spreadsheet and then my guys take that excel spreadsheet and they know to create a couple of new columns so the first column is called first line the second column is called uh, called lead type and then third column is called lead finder. And they go through that list, find everyone's email. They'll go, they'll go to the person's website, find something that they can say that's custom to them. So for example, they, they'll, uh, I always have them go to case studies first. So if they went to your site, Adam, they go to your case studies, your testimonials and say, oh, they'll, they'll write something in, the, in, the, in that, that cell for you under that column that says, 
uh, it was so great seeing what you were able to do for Joey Johnson. He is, the fact that you were able to increase his revenue by 10 times is absolutely amazing. Great job. It's so, and what happens is that first line gets imported into a cold email piece of software that also has these templates and follow-ups. Follow and so the emails look very highly personalized to the point where if I get a no, so I, so those, so the emails themselves are inviting people to come onto my podcast. And even if I get a no, majority of the time, they're like, Oh, that was so nice of you to say, thank you so much uh, for, for checking that out. Yeah. We're, I'm not, I, unfortunately I can't do a podcast for whatever reason. Or they'll just say, oh, wow, great. Yeah, I'd love to be on the podcast. And now I'm talking with a potential client, talking with someone who could potentially do business. It might work. It might not work. But it's way better than trying to do one email at a time by yourself because I can literally just import that entire list of people into my CRM and send it off and, it's, and start getting podcast interviews. So, so you're combining what is thought to be a dead way of marketing or prospecting or generating leads mm -hmm. and you've combined it with something else which is your podcast yeah and you have systemized and automated that process so yeah. so actually maybe you're showing up a little bit <laughs> differently and better rather than the world and his dog who's going towards just social media for example yeah um it's a bit like people saying well sending letters in the mail direct mail that doesn't work anymore yeah. Whereas actually, maybe, it, maybe it's something that we should be looking at a little bit more of because everybody has just left the mailbox yeah. and it's flooded online. So actually, there's less competition there. Yeah, it's a fascinating sort of look at how to automate and, and breathe new life into something that everyone else is going, well, that doesn't work, that doesn't work. And yeah. also do it in a way that's actually authentic and it isn't going to come across as most people may think around cold emailing as, as spam. Most people, we, we've all received those emails. Yeah, a cold email from um, you know after you've registered a website, say for example, and you get a hundred developers saying, "I can." Yeah, <laughs> I've had. Oh God, oh. totally. I keep forgetting to tick that box that says "Keep my details private," and every time I do, it's just ah. And so you use your podcast as a as a door opener, and yeah. as a way of prospecting. Is that right? Yeah, it's a uh, it. So I've tried both actually, where it's just been, hey, here's my services. And I actually got a client off of that. I, I sent 300 emails, it wor that works. But I, I started thinking to myself, what if I just invited, it was actually because of you, because of the roadmap that you gave me. By the way, I'm a client, I, I know we're supposed to talk about me, but I'm a, I'm a client of Adam's and he's been absolutely amazing, so. Uh, and uh, Well, thank you very much, Dana. <laughs> So I started thinking, well, since this is my client catching tool anyway, and I was going to, I was going to use it with just my existing clients and then, you know, see, then start building off of that. But I was like, no, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this with cold email. What better way? Because who doesn't like getting invited hey, to a, to a pod, to be on a radio show or podcast or something like that. Just in the last 24 hours, I sent off about 30 emails my, my, um, that, that my guys did. And this is all done by them, by the way. Like all, the, the, all of the customized emails are all done by them. I don't do anything. I just give them the list. So I have uh, one, two, three, 
four, uh, five, uh, six, six out of 30 emails I got uh, that I sent yesterday, I got six replies, all of them saying yes. So and they're all potential uh, clients that could work with you or their referral partners or, you know, what do you, how do you target? Yeah. So this is right now. So right now my strategy is people in my lo- like really, really local market who are small business uh, owners, like with a service business to it's more for kind of building my network around here. And for example, yesterday I interviewed a headshot photographer who's, who's actually pretty popular around here. I didn't realize that. And then also a, a web developer around that, that works with the Fresno County Sheriff does their website, which Fresno County is huge. They're pretty big over here. And so now I have someone who has access to higher level, level people. So I'm, I'm kind of building that out, but it's, it's cool because like the, it's like networking on steroids, isn't it? Because yeah, you could move to a new area. And if your business is very local focused, you don't do international, you don't do national or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If you use this approach, set up a podcast and make it about the local area, make it about business yeah. owners in wherever it is, is you, you live or your ideal client, wherever you live. Yeah. And you could then start by interviewing or, or asking to interview some of the local center of influences. My first thought goes towards anyone that runs a chamber event, a BNI event, anything yep. like that, that yep. has that network already there. And you're showing up as a way of saying, I, you know, I want to add some value to you. I want to showcase what you do. I'm trying to understand more about the area and, you know, who, who does what here and the, you know, the, the, the shakers and the movers and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'd love to interview you. How would you then transition towards the more sales conversation? It's a bit of bait and switch potentially. Is that? Yeah. Like you have to go into it. Like, I, I don't know. This is just from my point of view is I actually don't try and sell them at all. So what I try and do, I try and keep it as authentic as possible. So what I, the way that I come into it is if something happens, great. If it doesn't, it's great too. No matter what, I've met someone new. I have someone who I can just build a relationship with. It just comes from them. So before the podcast, after the podcast, they, they say, well, so what is freedom in five minutes? And I say, well, glad you asked. So it's blah, 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 blah. And I don't say, oh yeah, you should get one and you should get a virtual assistant architect or whatever. I just explain what it is. And then after the podcast, I had this happen yesterday. So they asked that ahead of time. And then after the podcast, they said, so yeah, I have a couple of people who I, who I definitely like think would, you know, need something like, like what you have. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, I'll, I'm going to reach out to them and, and uh, see if, uh, see if they, if they would benefit from it and yada, yada. I didn't, I didn't solicit that at all, but potentially I have a referral partner there. And then I just, I just, I'm just like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, this is very similar to, to what I help clients do for their business and, 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 and all the rest of it. But I always say that you have to approach it. Like you are leading with value. You want to, you want to help promote them. You want to showcase mm-hmm. them and you expect nothing in return. If you go into this thinking that, if I'm going to do something for you, you've got to give me something back in return. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't start a podcast with that sort of mentality because yeah. it's that paying forward sort of idea. It's, it's the karma effect. It, it's putting out, I, I, I can't remember. I, I read a quote by someone that said that you can never outgive the universe. 
Yeah. And yeah. you go in with that mentality and, you know, yes, you will end up talking with people and interviewing them and they'll, they'll go, thanks very much. See ya. But you know that maybe at some point something will come up with just the simple content that you covered will, will trigger something. And it's got that the podcasts have such long tail benefits that oh, yeah. a year in the future, if you're still doing it and you've got you know, people then go back and listen and there's so many things. Yeah, I, I, that's why I, I love doing them. I mean, who, how else would I be able to talk to a guy who's got seven kids and lives on a farm in, <laughs> you know, in the States? I don't know. It, it, yeah. it doesn't happen without this sort of thing. And that's why I love it. So one other thing I wanted to ask you about, because you're, you're in the process of writing or rewriting a book, which is maybe another topic for another time. But I read an excerpt from one of those, and that was about how you use social media in a very different way. And, and when you were a consultant, which is particularly relevant to a lot of the people that are going to listen to this. So I want to just quickly go through that before we, uh, before we let you go back to your kids. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so I'm still a consultant. So uh, it's part of one of the value ladders that I, that I have with this is that, I mean, some people just are not good at systems. Even if, with a five-minute video, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and they know it. And, um, and so, so that's always there. This book, um, so that book is called Leverage that you read. I actually published it already on Amazon a few years back or a year, year, year ago. Yeah, a year ago. And it did pretty well. And, and but what I want to, I'm going to actually end up updating it. I'm going to release a book called Freedom in Five Minutes first. And then I'm going to republish Leverage. And that what you're talking about in, that book has actually made me hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more into the millions, um, because of, it's very similar to the podcast idea of, of leading with value. And so as, as, long as, as long as you are okay with leading with value, this will totally work. So um, I, when I, when I was doing, when I got into business, I needed to figure out a way to network. And I didn't want to go to, I had gone to a couple of networking events and they're super cheesy where you know you stand up, you talk about your business, you share your business business card and blah, you know, it's like, it just, it, I don't, I'm sure there are people that get business out of there. I never did, it's not, it's not my thing. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna try a social media thing. And I started with Twitter. Because it was starting to become uh, Gary Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about Twitter a lot, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try it out. And so I and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And some for some somehow I realized I, I, that's what it was. So I had saw I had seen somebody in my local area talking about tweet up, and these tweet ups basically were these. Twitter meetups where you would go and meet people that you're talking to on Twitter. And so the first one I went to was at this restaurant and it was a restaurant over in San Juan Capistrano. I had no idea who anyone was at all. No idea. And when I got there, I started just meeting one or two people. I always, I, I tend to meet only one or two like really good people and go, go in deep with them. What happened was these people that I had met deliver, I just delivered value, uh, talk, talk with them and so on. Well, they over, 
the next few years, I would, I would do tweet up after tweet up after tweet up and keep on doing this. The value of it was not only did I meet them in person, but I was able to talk to them on social media and keep in touch with them and continue to talk and continue to tweet and continue to meet them in person. And over time, these people would send, they'd either become clients or they would send new clients my way. Literally somebody who I met almost a decade ago has sent me, sent, I talked to a referral from them from yesterday. And so is that something that would still be relevant today? I mean, oh, yeah. the online with the local meetup, would you even think about maybe starting your own tweet up or group within an area? Could you see that working? Have you done that? Yeah, so, uh, so that's, a, that's a great question. So tweet ups have kind of subsided, but tweet ups happened because people organically created them. So uh, the good thing is now, even during that time, there wasn't really a good meetup.com, like meetup.com works out really, really well. So you, you can very easily create meetups in your local area, especially for like based around an idea or whatever. Because the power is really keeping in touch online so that when you meet offline, you're there's, there's never a, a disconnection. There's never a, this, the people, you're always top of mind with somebody. But when people see your family or you or doing, you're, you're doing stuff, they're like, oh, they, they, they immediately think, oh, yeah, that's Dean. That's, uh, that was, it was nice, nice meeting with him. I can't wait to meet with him again. And, yada yada or I have this problem and oh there's Dean I know he could solve it we're so hyper connected and yet ironically we're we're not we have relationships with our phones and sometimes <laughs> you remember that there's someone on the other side of it and I think that live events conferences they're mm -hmm. more popular because people like, even in the the irony of all ironies internet marketing or laptop lifestyles or anything they will have events where people turn up and actually meet because people don't just want to sort of sit on the laptop on the beach because everybody else around is either not working on their laptop or they're at work. So they need that connection. That's what people are craving. There's that, it's that intimacy that actually be able to shake someone's hand and see the white of their eyes because that's what we're missing. And if you, yeah. can, if you can merge the online and the offline in that way, that is powerful. Especially with the podcast, for sure. Uh, well, I mean, no matter what, when you merge online and offline, I had this one really powerful thing happen. I had a podcast where I had interviewed Cliff Ravenscraft, so the podcast answer man, really popular guy, extremely popular guy. I interviewed him on my podcast. He said, yes, this was years ago. This was at least six years ago. And he, so I interviewed him. He heard what I was doing at the time just with outsourcing and he had me on his podcast and then I had met him and so I went to an event that he was putting on with, with Pat Flynn. I went, so I went up to him to just say hi and, and I didn't think he would even know me and he looks at me and he goes, Dean Soto, the very, like right away, how's it going man? And gave me a big hug because we had been on that I'd been on his podcast, he'd been on my podcast, and literally he just knew me from my picture. And the power, you can see the power of the, the online, offline connection. Like immediately it was like, hey, you're my friend. And that's the way it is with Twitter. Like a lot of people just go on and they tweet about their business and what, here's the latest thing that we're doing and blah, 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 blah. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody. 
But as soon as you make a connection, like even if you just at reply somebody, if you just tag somebody and you, you, you give value to them, it's a far better thing than if you just like tweet about your business or just talk about your business. It's that connection that people want that you're, when you give value like that, it's, it's tremendous. It is that connection and it's the relationship that comes as a result. And that's where the return on investment is with any, with any marketing. I find the, the, the entire irony of the, the digital marketing world, right, is all the fancy funnels, all the Facebook ads, all those sort of things, which they can work in, in a lot of different um, areas and, and industries. I think when you're selling a service that is high touch, high trust, it's mm-hmm. really quite difficult because you're going to have to go through a lot of that to actually yeah. make it work. Whereas taking this approach with the, you know, the online, offline, using a podcast, it shortcuts all of that and it goes straight to where you want to get to, which is a conversation to find out more about your potential client, ask them a load of questions, help them a little bit, offer some value, and then go from there. It shortcuts yeah. it. You get to that point and that trust is already there because you'll have spent time building that relationship. That's going to take a lot of ad spend (laughs) to create (laughs) that kind of level. It's an overused cliche, but it is the ultimate shortcut. Yeah. Because you're getting to that point where everyone else is trying to get to in that, you know, that, that, that crowded space. And, and that's why I think that, you know, the, the approach that you're using with your podcast, the, you know, the example about how you've used social media and then how you've systemized it is a fantastic way of really sort of looking at the blend of online, offline. You could say system, human, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You can never, ever forget that at the end of everything, at the end of every system, at the end of every social media account, there is a living, breathing human being. And they crave connection and they want to do business with somebody that they, they know, they like, and they trust, and that can actually help them solve their problem. And, and that's what I think what you do is really great because you solve a real problem for a lot of people. And I definitely sort of suggest that um, you check out what Dean does. So if they want to do that, Dean, where should they go? Uh, yeah, so it's freedominfivminutes.com, freedominfivminutes.com. And uh, there I, I, look, I have a masterclass. I have a business process scorecard and uh, and that came from uh, the the thoughts and ideas of Adam King there and it's uh it's it's really cool it's uh you go there and you'll very quickly see a lot of ideas and uh, of what you can do to build systems in five minutes and offload everything that you have again I appreciate the uh, the kind words go and check out what Dean does if nothing else check out his podcast have a look at what he does and, and really so you'll get to understand the real value in it you can just see some of his testimonials and his case studies literally 30 days he's quadrupled some of his clients um, yeah, it's, been, it's, business. Awesome. it's insane it's insane what this guy can do so go and have a look at what he does um, before I let you go Dean is there anything that I should have asked you but I haven't <laughs> no nothing I can think of nothing I can think of Maybe I should have asked, how do you maintain a marriage with seven <laughs> kids? Because I have two and that's a challenge, you know, making the time <laughs> and maybe to do that. I don't know, but uh, maybe that's another conversation for another day. Just systemize and outsource. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's Russell Brunson. That says you can't outsource your lovemaking, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, definitely not. The more that you delve into systems, the more free time you're going to have. And it's not free time, it's, it's high value time. So that's, uh, that's how I'm able to, with, with the kids and the wife, grow and sustain what we have. Everything's high value. 
And I, and I think if that isn't an, a good enough reason to um, explore it, then I don't know what is. So, um, Dean, as always, a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. And uh, all that's left to say, Dean, is happy fishing. <laughs> Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please help spread the word by telling a friend or simply subscribing and leaving an honest rating and review. It not only helps the show, but it also helps other business owners find the podcast so they too can start to catch more clients. So thanks for listening and see you next time.